Hi there, you're listening to the Guitar Speak podcast produced in Sydney, Australia. My name is Matt Wakeling and thank you so much for joining me today for episode number 76. Now today it's a heavy metal doubleheader. We speak to the incredibly influential Andreas Kisser who's been playing with Sepultura for over 30 years, the Brazilian Thrashers, and uh, they've recently released their 17th studio album, Machine Messiah. Well, when I say recent, about a year ago, but they've still been touring off the back of it. In fact, they're coming to Australia in May 2018. We talk about that tour. We talk about how that the latest album really marked a new chapter in the life of Sepultura and all the guitar goodness that goes along with that. It was really cool to talk to Andreas. Then we speak to Nikki Stringfield from the Iron Maidens. The Iron Maidens are, it's crazy. They're touring the world um, as, as a tribute to Iron Maiden. Um, Nikki's playing all the Dave Murray parts and, and the vocals and doing an incredible job with her guitar partner, um, Courtney Cox, who does all the Adrian Smith stuff. Really, really great band, and uh, she nails those parts. And on top of that, Nikki's uh, started releasing her own solo material, which shows a, a different side of her musicianship. So really cool to talk to her about that, about her Schecter signature guitar. And um, yeah, the tour, they're also touring Australia, also in May, independently of Sepultura, but two, two very cool metal bands hitting our shores shortly. All right, let's jump straight into my interview with Andreas Kisser. I started by asking Andreas what we could expect seeing Sepultura in Australia for the first time in four years. Uh, no, we're very happy to, to come back to Australia with a new album. It's a, it's a great momentum for us. Uh, we did a whole year of last year of touring everywhere. And now we're going to New Zealand and Australia and one show in Japan. Um, no, very excited, man. You know, we, we're talking to, uh, doing a lot of interviews, especially me and Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are very excited about uh, us coming down there. And especially with our friends from that angel, you know, it's uh, yeah, cool. it couldn't be better. <laughs> it's going to be great. That's awesome. Now, you're, when you say touring for the album Machine Messiah, this came out a bit over a year ago, but it seems like it's been become a massive part of your live set. Definitely, definitely. We're playing a lot of songs of Machine Messiah. Uh, I guess since Chaos AD in 94 or 93 that we never, we didn't play so many new songs of a, on a new tour, you know. Uh, and it, it's going great. You know, people uh, knows the the music. They uh, it seems that they they listen the album from start to end. You know, really grasping the concept of the album and everything. And uh, of course, we have room to play the old stuff as well. Cool. But uh, we're playing a lot of the new stuff. You know, we have songs cool. like Machine Messiah, Iceberg Dances, and all that. You know, and uh, it's very exciting. You know, to have uh, such. Uh, a different variety of songs that we can, you know, uh, make the set list and and really, you know, celebrate this 33 years of Sepultura with everything we did. You know, it's great. That's super cool. I've um I've heard you mention um uh, talking about the album that that there was a new chapter in some ways for Sepultura. Can you explain what you mean by that? Yeah, after we we celebrated the 30 years of Sepultura, you know, we created the logo, we we did many products, you know, celebrating the date. We did a whole tour um, in 2015, um, you know, to to celebrate the 30 years of Sepultura. Uh, we did the movie as well, you know, the documentary uh-huh, Sepultura yeah. Endurance. 
And in doing so, you know, we remember a lot of our past and, you know, going through our archives and looking to old photos and videos, you know. And um, it felt that we were closing uh, a big cycle of mm -hmm. this big volume of many chapters of our history, you know, from 1984 to, to 2014 and 15, sure. 80, 85 when he came out, the first album, you know. All these 30 years that uh, was feeling that we are closing this big volume of, of many chapters, you know. Mm -hmm. And Machine Messiah seems to, to be uh, a new beginning, you know, a new beginning, a new phase. It's an album that uh, it's, it's bringing a, a lot of new possibilities for Sepultura in the future, you know. So uh, it, it feels like a, a, a chapter one of the volume two, you know, yeah, yeah. Of, of our career. You know? awesome. So uh, it's exciting, you know. Uh, we have a lot of stuff ahead of us that we, we can explore, you know. That's great. The album itself, it did seem to explore a lot of maybe not new spaces, but things you've done before in Sepultura and take them to new directions. There seem to be a, a very progressive undercurrent um, at the same time as, as some more classic, thrashy kind of stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of people are using the, the term prog, you yeah. know, uh, which, I, which I love it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I really like, you know, uh, Yes and all that scene, you know, yeah, the, cool. Um, King Crimson and uh, all that, uh, the, that that stuff that really, uh, you know, very musical, uh, very virtuoso and stuff, you know, a lot of different instruments with uh, clean guitars and yeah, yeah. Uh, heavy and, you know, percussion and everything. So it's, uh, and I, I think with Eloy Casagrande, you know, I could really uh, improve my writing and my playing because he, he is a drummer that can play anything, basically, you know. Uh, and, and, and it's a type of a musician that I can, I can challenge, you know, to do impossible stuff. Okay. <laughs> you know, so uh, we, we, we kind of challenge each other, you know, really to write. And, and that really uh, made the Sepultura sound expand more, you know. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Well, what's the writing process like? How, how does that work for your band? Um, basically started with, um, uh, with some guitar riffs, um, where it was not actually songs, you know, just like, uh, some guitar loops and, and some riff ideas and okay. Eloy have some drum loops and drum ideas as well, you know? Okay. So, uh, we started exchanging some, some, some ideas and I had some demos as well that some, some old stuff that I didn't use that I develop in different ways and stuff so I use a little bit of everything you know and in the second stage we went to the, the rehearsal room and really develop all the ideas together uh, with Derek and, and Paulo uh, you know with the bass arrangements and the vocal ideas and everything and uh, and then of course Jens came in you know and, and did the final touches uh, so but basically guitars and drums you know just okay. basic ideas and, yeah, cool. and then we develop from there very good. You mentioned Jens. That's Jens Borgen, your your Swedish producer. Um, what did he bring to the uh, the process at, at the end there? Oh, it was great, man. Jens is a, an amazing producer. Uh, 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 he's a, a great musician as well. He plays guitar, so he has that that language. You know, he has that sensibility, and he knows uh, technology and everything. And 
he understands the Sepultura history, where we're coming from, and what we do and, and what we needed now, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he did an amazing sound. He produced everything. He recorded everything, and he mixed everything, you know. So he did the whole package. Uh, we went to Sweden at his home studio, uh, record over there, and it was great, you know. I mean, he was a perfect choice for us, um, and he... He's a very different producer from everything that we worked before, and which that's what we are looking for, you know, because we work with Ross Robinson on the Mediator album, uh, which is a very different type of producer, very spiritual, um, you know, a lot of effects, a lot of noises and stuff, and and Jens was a total different style, you know, and uh, I think for Machine Messiah was a perfect choice because every song has a very strong characteristic, you know, and very different from each other, and he really. I was the guy who really made that more clear, you know, on the album, uh, not only producing and finding the right sounds, but mixing as well. You know? Okay. The the guitar sounds are great. Like you mentioned, there's a variety of things, the clean guitars on the opening track. Of course, the, the acoustics in Iceberg Dances are great. It's great hearing you playing acoustic within within a tune, not so much just the intro, but but playing it within the, the context. Exactly, yeah. That- Exactly. That was the idea, you know, to incorporate the classical guitar and yeah. nylon string guitar more to the band, you know, to the sound. And and this is something I plan to use more, you know, in, in future albums because uh, I enjoy it a lot. And we are uh, performing, you know, Iceberg Dances on stage. Oh, the first time I have, a, you know, the, the guitar on the, both guitars on stage with the you know, the acoustic guitar on the stand. Okay, and great. it's working great, you know, and, and it's really you know, live really expanding uh, new possibilities for the song, you know, because it is it is a jamming song, you know. Yeah. And uh, and on the album, I, I use so many different guitars. Of course, my guitars, you know, Jackson's and Charvel, yeah. my Fender, Strat. But I also use SG and uh, uh, Gibson Les Paul, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. um, I use uh, other friend, Fender Strats. I use, you know, Ibanez, Seven Strings and, you know, whatever the song was asking for, you know, uh, Jens, like I said, he's a musician, so he has many guitars and basses at his studio that I could use and try out, you know, so uh, in the studio, you, you, you have to use whatever is necessary, you know, it's not like a, uh, that you have to use only what you use sponsors and stuff like that, sure. you know, you have really to be open. The same with the guitar cabinets and heads, you know, I mean, we, we made so many different... Uh, mixtures between um i don't know 5150 and uh bogners and marshalls and orange and mesa boogies and stuff you know so um uh, on guitars was the same you know no i don't want to be a uh a, a political guitar <laughs> a <Sure>. guitarist you <laughs> know just like use whatever it works, you know. Yeah, sure. So you're still with Charvel. Are they still your main sponsor at the moment? Yeah, it's Jackson Charvel. Yeah, yeah. it's the same company. Yeah, and, yeah. And Fender, Fender Strat. Yeah. Just a, but I'm more like uh, connected with Charvel and Jackson. Yeah, gotcha. Cool. Very cool. You mentioned the seven string. I was, when I was listening to Cyber God, that sounds like it's tuned down low. Is that one of the seven string songs? Uh, you know what? I don't remember, but it could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, I we use we use the low tuning on on the six string. You know. Okay. What, um, what do you get down but to? I, I, but uh, B flat. Okay. That's yeah, the, cool. the, the, yeah. 
So uh, and we use like a heavier gauge strings uh, from 13s to 60. Okay. And uh, it's like on the limit, on the borderline, uh, as a uh, as a baritone, but still is a guitar, you know. Yeah. Okay. But uh, it works great. You know? It's been working since Roots. We've been using this tuning. Yeah, cool. But uh, um, he actually was inspired by a seventh string because I used to have a seventh string and uh, okay, you know, with the the lower string. Uh, uh, we decided uh, I never really adapt myself playing seven strings, so sure. um, I, I chose really to use the six string guitar, but tuning lower. Mm-hmm. Very cool. The um the heavy guitars have such a raw and organic, like natural tone. With the, there's not a lot of effects going on. It just it just really sounds like you're hitting the amp exactly. fairly hard. Is that the case? Yeah, I mean my my sound. I, I really don't have distor- distortion pedals. You know, mm-hmm. I. I really rely uh, a lot on the 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 head, you know, and the the pickups, of course. Okay. So I uh, is it's a guitar straight to the amp, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I think it's more natural sound. You you feel more the strings, the pick, you know, uh, the guitar, the instrument, the wood, and everything, you know. It's, and and you don't. I mean, not that the pedals are illusion, you know, but uh, it, it's something more real, you know. You feel more the connection. With the instrument and uh, and that's what I do live as well. And on the studio, um, uh, I just use pedals just to for overdubs and some special sounds here and there. You know, some okay. fuzz and yep. some extra distortion. But my basic sound really is, is guitar and, and amps. Great. Well, it's working, man. It's massive. It's so big on the record. Loved it. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So when you tour, what? What do you bring with you, like especially for tour to Australia? That's a fair bit of traveling for you guys. Do you rely on backline? Do you, are you able to bring your own amps? What? How do you uh, treat the live situation? No, yeah, usually we we rent uh, stuff locally. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I have the, the Orange as a sponsor, so they provide the, the amps for me okay. in the in the states and in Europe in general. You know, uh, in in Australia will be the same. But I'm also using the the camper, you know, as okay, a yeah. as a live sort of sort of tool. As a, yeah, as an option, you know, for okay. this type of stuff, you know, when our long travels where we cannot really take too much stuff and everything, a camper is, is shown to be uh, a very good option. You know, there's a lot of uh, heads, and you can also put your own sound there. You know, clone your own sound. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it is something that I, I'm, I'm relying. Uh, whatever I need it, you know, but okay, uh, usually sure. I like to use the head. Okay. Yep. And what, what model head is your, is your go-to model? From I'm just, I, I like the orange, the, the rocker Verber, rocker Verber Mark 200. Okay. Which yeah, is, cool. uh, I've been using for years. It's amazing. Yeah. Great. That's big. And what about guitars? What will you bring with you? Uh, I, I bring four instruments, four guitars. I'm going to bring like, uh, Three Jackson Randy Rhodes and one Charvel yep. Strat uh, for two different tunings, you know, one for main guitar and uh, a second one just for backup. Okay. That's what I have. Yeah. Cool. And your nylon strings, are you going to bring those out as well for the uh, for the instrumental? For yeah, I have, a, I, have a bra- I have a Brazilian brand that's called Giannini, which is an a, a Italian family that came to Brazil more than 100 years ago and they're very traditional guitar builders here you know and uh 
I'm using their instrument, uh, his instrument um, on Iceberg Dances and it's responding great. Man, it sounds like you guys are very busy touring and it's been a fantastic last 12 or 13 months since Machine Messiah came out. Are there any plans for another album or are you just stuck in touring mode for now? No, I mean, we're very much uh, very focused on, on Machine Messiah. We still have a sure. lot of places to go. Um, we have plans to to put out uh, uh, our movie, you know, in a DVD format okay. uh, at the end of the year, and uh, together with the the concert we did at Rock and Rio Festival, which was was a very special concert on Machine Messiah with a special stage and guests and stuff. So uh, I think we're gonna focus on that and and a new album. I think it's it's gonna take a still some time you know yeah, of course sure. we have ideas and music's going on all the time but uh nothing really specific you know okay sure so you're not so much someone who writes on the road do you need your own space to get the writing going yeah yeah we write no we write we have a you know i have a a, a pro tools on my laptop and uh but even with the smartphone you can you know uh, uh have ideas and, yeah, and really sure. put on your smartphone just for lyrics or some ideas for riffs and stuff like that but okay. uh yeah on the road we 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 collect uh, uh ideas but we don't actually write you know but uh is that there are ideas that can be developed uh, in many different forms later you know so uh yeah it's a it's a, the beginning of the process you know we yeah. can start on the road for sure sure okay well, that's excellent. Well, Andreas, thank you so much for your time. Really great to catch up. and uh, we're Thank really, you. Really looking forward to you guys touring Australia and New Zealand in May 2018. Sounds great, man. Okay. Thank, thank you very much. Thanks, See Andreas. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, there you go. That's my conversation with Andreas Kisser from Sepultura. And, man, I love the passion there after over 30 years with that band still hungry to create new stuff and take the band in, in a new direction. So very, very cool. All right, let's move on now onto my interview with Nikki Stringfield from the Iron Maidens. As I said at the top of the show, not just playing with the Maidens, although that's a huge, become a huge thing for her, but uh, yeah, developing her own solo material, working with Schechter on a signature guitar and plenty of other cool stuff coming up. For, for Nikki, I started out the interview by asking how she actually landed the gig with the Iron Maidens. Um, I moved to Los Angeles in um, January 2012, and I went up to the NAMM show. I didn't know anybody. Um, I met a lot of people, um, got into my first band called Before the Morning, and a couple of the guys were good friends with Courtney and Nita. So... Uh, they eventually asked me to fill in for a show in April. I was like, well, hell yeah, let's do it. I've always loved Maiden. I grew up listening to it. Um, so I started filling in with them when Nita wasn't playing, and then it turned into, a, you know, both of us kind of splitting up the shows because we both had our own, own bands going on. And then uh -huh. it turned into just, you know, me taking over. That's cool. That's very cool. So when you say Courtney, you mean, uh, of course, Courtney Cox, who's your, your co-guitarist. Yes, Adriana Smith. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, she's Adriana. You are, is it Davina Murray? Is that the role you've got there? That's right, Davina Murray. <laughs> that is great. How much fun is it playing those parts, all those harmonies and all the, the interweaving guitar parts in this gig? 
it's really it just it's so much fun it doesn't get old um you know it's so guitar driven i mean well it, it's got everything you know, the bass it drums yeah. everything in that band is just technically you know it, it's fun it's not it's not something you go up and you're like oh man i'm gonna be playing like like you know the same chords over and over it keeps it keeps it challenging keeps it entertaining i love learning the new songs that we you know we keep on adding new songs to the list and everything um you know it just keeps your chops up so it's, i love it i wouldn't I, I couldn't imagine you know paying tribute to a different band yeah as far as a guitar gig goes yeah maiden's got to be way way up there what um what does it do to your playing when you when you get so invested in one particular player's style so as we said dave murray such an iconic guitar player what impact does that have on your own playing it's it, you know honestly his style was was totally different than what i was used to i was um i was kind of more he uses all these hammer-ons gloves mm-hmm. he's so fast and fluid with everything mm-hmm. and i was more into just the kind of shredding picking so i really had to yeah. uh up my game on that and sit down uh you know my dad's constantly like asking because he's a guitar player too and he used to play maiden songs in his band and he'd be like are oh, you practicing wow. your hammer-ons and pull-offs <laughs> <laughs> so like yes yes i am i mean Dave Murray's just a, one of a kind that's like his, his thing and he, it's you know i'm constantly practicing to try to emulate that Okay. Yep. Cool. Hey, that's pretty cool having a dad who's played the same kind of material and can be on your back to get your legato yeah, stuff yeah. together. And um, <laughs> how much work is it to get, say, the the parts together with Courtney? I, I imagine now they're they're second nature, but when you when you're first sitting down to get all the nuances, especially the I guess the harmony lines, those guys are so good at not only playing the harmony but really locking in the nuances, like the vibrato and the bends and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, we, Courtney and I, we pretty much, you know, we can tell who's who's playing what parts, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when there's a, like, say, when there's not Adrian in it, it's it's Yannick, you know, we split up the parts. Um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go over it on our own, and, and then we come together, and, uh, you know, usually we have it down pretty well by the time we even, you know, have a first run through together. Um you know, now that I've been doing it for, geez, about six, getting close to six years, it's, you know, it's, I can sit down and, and pick it out pretty fast. But in the beginning, it took, I was like, oh man, who's doing what? You know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's just fun. You know, it's, it's fun. Well, very to do. cool. Now, for you, for your tour coming up, I'm interested in um, your touring rig. What what you're bringing? Um, first up, uh, congratulations on your Schecter signature model. That is super cool. That must have been awesome to put that Thank guitar you. together with Schecter. Yeah, total dream come true. I've been playing them since I was 14. So tell me about designing that guitar. What, what's what's that like when a company says, "Let's put a model together"? What's what's the next step? How do you actually get it get the ball rolling? Man, um, well, I, I was honestly shocked. I'm like, really? <laughs> um, before <laughs> that one, they had uh, made a custom one-off guitar for me, and it was the same same body shape. It was the Avenger shape because I like the edgier style, and that's kind of the edgy mm-hmm. style yeah, they have. Cool. Um, so I wanted the Avenger, and my one-off, it was I did this green burst, which is just totally gorgeous 
and of course I had to see more Duncans and a Suspaniac in it. And people really liked that one, so I think that's why they're like, hey, let's do the, you know, let's do a signature model because everybody was asking about that one. Um, so I, I, want, I loved that green color, but I knew I had to do something different. So I went with the red burst, and it mm-hmm. came out just gorgeous. Um, I, I have Seymour Duncans in all of my guitars, but I wanted to use a different pickup than I had in my other ones, so I decided to go with the Invader because the tone is just amazing, so much high-end. Um, and I did the Sustainiac in the, uh, in the neck pickup, so you can have like all these cool effects and sustain with different octaves. And um, it's got the glow-in-the-dark uh, side dot inlays, which is awesome when they decide to dim all the lights in the venue and I have to start uh-huh. a song. <laughs> and I'm like, yep. okay, well, now I know where I'm at. Um, and the fretboard is kind of what pushes it over the top. Everybody's always like, oh, my gosh, this fretboard. I mean, oh, it yeah, really absolutely. took me forever to figure out what I wanted to do on that. Um, I So we decided, I, I knew I wanted a skull because I love I love skulls on everything. I'm not a really girly person. And um, so we decided to put the skull at the 12th fret and then kind of doing these vines going up the rest of the neck. And the skull is mother of pearl, and then the vines are abalone. So it's, it's, it's a very beautiful guitar. It's, it's, the neck is super thin with satin finish on the back of the neck, so you can play super fast, super shreddy. Uh-huh. Um, I love it. I, I love it, and I know, you know, I've heard other people have bought it, and they, they say they love it, so I'm just happy that other people can enjoy it, too. That's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, the um, the neck inlay pops out like crazy. It's, that's awesome. And um, you've got a Floyd on there as well, yeah. I think. Yeah, nice. Nice. Well, that's, that's necessary for Dave Murray and all your other stuff, too. Yes, yes, for sure. Definitely, definitely helps out with that. Now, when when you're touring, so yeah, as we're saying, you're coming down to Australia. Are you uh, limited in what you can bring? Like, are you going to bring amps, or will, will you use backline down here, or um, do you guys use modelling? What's what's the go when you're actually touring? Well, I actually just got a Kemper. Um, for that reason, because we sh- usually we always use backline. Um, okay. Wherever yeah. we go, and the amps. You know, you never know what you're going to get, regardless of what you ask for. You never know if it's going to work well. Sure. You know, and then I have to bring my whole big pedal board, and it just, I was getting so tired of it. My friend Patrick, who plays for Lita Ford, has been using this Kemper, and, and he swore by it. It sounded amazing all the time. It sounds like a real amp, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a modeling amp. It's a profiler. So I, I, I jumped I jumped on it. I got one too. I took it to Canada recently for its first run and I just plug it in. All of my stuff's there. My tones are all preset and I'm ready to go. So it's tiny. I I just, I'm able to just carry it right on the plane with me, put it in the overhead. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll have all my tone, all that, my guitar. That's all, all I need. Yeah, nice. Are you using, um, are you modeling, sorry, profiling, I should say, effects as well in the Kemper, or do you lug some, some effects with? Um, I'm still playing around with it. It's so new, and I've been so busy lately. Um, right now, I believe what I'm using, um, what I used in Canada the, for the model was um, one of the Engle amps. Um, oh, yeah, sounds cool. killer. Um, I got a lot of... Uh, 
profiles that I'm, I've been taking out from Mike Spreitzer from Devil Driver, he sent me some of his that he created that you can get okay. online and all of his sound killers. So I've got to, I'm going to sit down and really just, I got to figure out, you know, what, what it's going to be. There's okay, so many nice. different options and it, it's so exciting. That's very cool. Very cool. I mean, that's that's becoming more and more thing, especially touring overseas. That you just want a simple rig that's going to sound fantastic yeah. every night. For sure, it's, it just makes life easier. Yeah. Sorry, do you guys use in ears now that you're using profiling apps? You've got that option, or you, have you got the fallback raging still? We actually just got on. All of us have in ears now. Um, okay. The ultimate ears, and for they are a life life changer on stage because we all play pretty loud <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> I think all of our ears were about to burst and yeah. we, uh, we we got those right before we went to Europe and man, it, it's just a total game changer. You can hear everybody so clear um, and it, it the temper especially sounds amazing through the ears. So I'm, yeah, I'm cool. totally happy about that. That's great. Very cool, and you guys all sing too. So for for vocal parts, um, in ears are fantastic yep. as well. We uh, we try and keep it as close as we can to who's singing what on on the maiden parts to okay. try and yep. emulate our guy. But you know, we all jump in and, and nice. participate. Now, if I can back up to last year a bit, Nikki, you started releasing um, some solo solo work, which was really really cool. So I could clearly hear maybe maybe some iron. Made some some influence, but really there was a very modern uh, take when you when you get to write your own stuff. Can you talk about putting your own music together? So I'm talking about tracks like "Save Our Souls" and "As Chaos Consumes." Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, my uh, influences range from you know, of course, all of the older stuff: Pantera, Maiden, uh, Marty Friedman, Megadeth, um, to Avenged Sevenfold, the obviously the biggest influence. Um, so many, I, you know, I, I love modern music as well. Um, my old band was, was pretty heavy. Um, I, I've been wanting to do original stuff for a long time, and I I always came up with stuff in my head that requires vocals, and I'm like, oh, man, well, what, what will it hurt to just give it a shot? So I released uh, Save Our Souls first, because uh, I've just been kind of doing one at a time, and that one went over well, so I was like, well... Okay, the, the response was, was, you know, overwhelmingly great. Um, so, you know, I've just decided to go ahead, especially now that I've got the Kimper and I can just go, go, go record on my own. Um, I'm just going to record a full length and, and put that out when it's all done. Hopefully, uh, I, I hate to give a time frame because, sure. you know, being on the road, it's so hard to do. And then I have to get a drummer yeah, and... Yeah and all this mm-hmm. stuff and get in the studio for the rest of the album but uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping by maybe June to get a full length okay. out there cool that's great Save Our Souls is, is tuned pretty low what, what do you go down to on that? oh that one um, is actually drop B I had written okay. the music all, I had written all the music for my old band um, yep so I had been sitting on that song for a while, and my old band never used it. So I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. And I didn't yeah, realize how, how tuned down it was until uh-huh. I, I picked it back up again. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm a fan of all the down tunings. 
like uh, played some stuff in C and, and even I've got a seven string when I fill in for okay. my friend's band, uh, Amir Hollow. Yeah, cool. Man, it sounds chunky. It sounds great. It sounds very cool. It's interesting. <laughs> earlier on, you mentioned yeah, your dad was on your back about getting your legato stuff together for the maiden things, and you said you're, you're a picker because, um, yeah, this great. Your alternate picking super together. If I listen to um, As Chaos Consumes, your picking on that's super tight. It sounds, sounds big. Thank you. Yeah, I guess that's more, I guess that's bringing more of your own influence into the music. Yes. Um, just, I, I love, I'm like this new song I'm working on is a ton of, it's very Iron Maiden. Um, it's got a ton of harmonies. It's, it's got solos. I don't know how many solos it's got. In it. It's a, it's a much more guitar driven song, but the choruses I think are going to be big and they've got, it's more long, um, uh, as chaos consumes with, with guitar kind of everywhere. Yeah, awesome. No, I, I love that track. Both tracks were big, but yeah, it's Chaos Consumes. That had a lot of guitars too. I love the harmonies. That was pr- very cool. Thank you. That's that harmonies everywhere. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> Is, have you got the sustainer running on that track as well? I thought I heard it in some parts. Yep, the sustainer I pretty much use everywhere. Um, I, I, it's used a lot on us as Chaos Consumes. Um, okay. Did I use it? I don't know if I used it much on Save Our Souls though, because that one was more just kind of a straightforward, straightforward kind of rocking song. I really can't remember yeah, if I cool. used it on that one. But it, it's just fun to use live too at the end of songs, just ringing out, dive. It's a fun toy. I've heard guys who are you know who are running inies like yourself will often just run the sustainer all night just so it feels a bit more ampy it feels like the the notes will just catch as if you're standing in front of you know, yeah. a, a massive stack of speakers yep I, I, uh, I try not to leave it running I'll, I'll leave it running like when I bring out like um, the end note of hallowed or something just for like okay, dramatic yep. effect but yeah nice but um, for Maiden yeah if I, sometimes I'll forget it's on I'm like Oh, oh crap! Turn that off. Because <laughs> it's it's there. Oh, I guess it would depend on what octave you have it on. I usually have it on. If I was, well, yeah, I guess I could just leave it on the the regular one. But for the most part, it stays off. Sure, sure. Cool, Nikki. What's what's the best way for people to keep up with with what's going on? So I know the Iron Maidens are all over social media. Have you got? Um, I saw your face. Your Facebook page has got a fairly large following. Is that the best way for people to keep up to date with your own stuff? Yeah, um, I'm working on a website for myself. Um, okay. Hope to have that done soon as well. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm all over social media too. It looks like 2018 is pretty busy. So you're touring everywhere with the maidens. You're getting your own solo stuff together. Is there anything else um, we should know about coming up for this year? However, um, I. I think that's about it. Just hopefully new album, lots of touring yeah. everywhere. We're hitting so many new places like Australia. Um, awesome. I think that's about it. Yeah. That seems like a full... For now, anyway. A full plate already, anyway. That's awesome. That's great. All right. Hey, Nikki, thank you so much for, for joining me. It's been really cool to meet you. And, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing you guys in May touring with the Iron Maidens. Of course, we are counting down the days. We cannot wait. 
All right, there you go, Nikki Stringfield. Really great to meet Nikki and really great to meet Andreas as well. Two excellent players, both coming to Australia in May. Of course, Andreas with Sepultura and Nikki with the Iron Maidens. All right, listen, just before I go, I want to say thank you for tuning in. It is awesome to know that people all around the world are listening to the show and enjoying the guitar conversations that we're having here on the Guitar Speak podcast. It is super cool. Uh, if you've written to me lately, thank you so much. I got some really great feedback following the Jack Jones interview. I am so glad you enjoyed that. I totally did as well. And I really appreciate the kind words. Now, listen, we are on Facebook and Instagram. Why not share and like some of our stuff promoting the show? That would be awesome. Um, we're also on Apple Podcasts, so if you've not subscribed to us yet, you can do that. Get the episodes sent to your iPhone thing every week. If you're on Android, you can get us on Stitcher or iHeartRadio. And uh, you can, again, get the episodes delivered straight to your Android sort of thing. All right, that's all I've got time for. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll catch you next time on the Guitar Speak podcast. My name's Matt Wakeling. Bye now.